Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, Jim Bob, here we are again. We are back to talk about sex and the city. No, it's called a different thing. It's called, and just like that, <laughs> uh, episode three, When in Rome. Correct. And we are Suggestible and the City, a spin-off series, just like this one, if if you will, almost, but yeah. not quite, of our show, Suggestible, where we recommend things to watch, read, and listen to. We are married, and this time we're talking about one thing. The new Sex and the City reboot, as you just said. That's very true. Is it a re? I guess it's a reboot, isn't it's it? It's not really a reboot, is it? It's like a soft reboot. <laughs> like a The Force Awakens. Well, is it a reimagining? It's not even really. It's like an extension of the beloved series. And I I feel like the second movie just didn't happen. No, I, I think everybody's like... in uh, the general consensus that that was a weird acid fever dream that we all collectively had. <laughs> uh, I, do you mind if I talk a little bit up top about uh, the Peloton oh, situation? Please. This has been, everyone is talking about this show. Everybody's talking about it. Well, it was the biggest uh, HBO Max opening, I believe, ever. Which is huge because, I mean, they have enormous properties, you know what I mean? But it just goes to show the staying power of this show. And I know, look, we have talked about how there are absolutely problematic elements to it, not all, but it has aged well. But there is something about these characters that has clearly endeared over the decades. Anyway, let's make fun of it. So Peloton... (laughs) Speak uh, (laughs) me so, I'm not making fun of it. I'm paying homage. Okay, well, I'm also paying homage. This is a parody. But uh, so Peloton, uh, after Mr. Big, of course, has his, has his heart attack, dropped by 11% at uh, the stock market price. They actually released a statement through, uh, through US Weekly where they said Peloton was reportedly unaware its brand would be a major focus of the highly anticipated revival series. That's well, that's bullshit. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> just just for some context, guys, he's doing the fingers in the air quotes. That's right. That's what just they call them. They a... call them the fingers in the air quotes. <laughs> They call them air quotes. Just air quotes. Uh, So they said something. Look, I won't read the whole thing, but it's like, I'm sure Sex and the City fans like me are saddened of the news that Mr. Big had a heart attack, but he also lived what we would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, and big steaks, and was at serious risk uh, because as he had a previous cardiac cardiac event in season six. So these lifestyle choices and perhaps even family history, which are often significant factors caused his death, riding a Peloton bike may have even helped delay his cardiac arrest. But I find the idea that they were blindsided by this absolutely ludicrous, because I don't know if you saw this a few days after, there was an ad from Peloton that was released and it didn't look like it had been done like in a pinch. It's got Chris Noth in it and he's like, look at me, I'm alive and I love Peloton and it's narrated by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so like all things in every show ever, it's just some kind of complicated marketing scheme to get everybody talking about Peloton. So that this stock dip and all of that, it means absolutely nothing. We've all been had, Claire. We've all been had and I love it and I love it. Yeah, it is so true. I thought that immediately when the stock price dipped because, of course, they did it as a marketing stunt. Did they think that their stock prices would drop that much though? I don't know. I think it's it's, it's one of those situations. And look, I don't always like adhere to this rule. I I, I did a marketing degree previously, not well. So uh, don't oh, take, okay. don't take any of this as gospel. But there's this like theory, uh, I guess, or an idea that you no, know, as long as people are talking about oh. it, it's a good thing. No publicity is bad. Yeah. publicity. I don't know. Any, public- any publicity is good publicity. Correct. I don't. I don't believe that's true. I especially don't believe it's true now. You know, yes. with, uh, in the modern day, because I did mine like 15, 20 years ago or whatever, because I'm a million years old. <laughs> but um, 
But I think in this case, it's it's good. It's like a new Coke situation. You're familiar with new Coke in the yes, 80s. They released yes. a new Coke. This was act- that was before I was and born. And then everyone loved the original. All yeah, the and they're like, the bring problem, back Coke. The problem is there's no original Peloton, is there? No, no it's, it's just a brand. it's just a penny farthing, I believe. <laughs> well, I will say brand recognition has gone through the roof. Well, let's talk about brand res- recognition because something we neglected to mention last week. <laughs> and I'm coming in hot because this is really your He's area. Coming in hot. Uh, is the Hard fashion is the fashion uh, associated <laughs> with the series because they have a new person in charge of or people is that correct? Two, yeah. So um, Molly Rogers, who's the protege of Patricia Fields, for those who don't know, Patricia yep. Fields is like an icon, a god among women of the fashion industry, mm-hmm. and she's known for that classic Sex in the City looks that kind of mixed high and low end fashion pieces, and she's just really a genius and has just spawned a million women wearing nolobonics and like amazing coats and fur coats and big blue roses and birds on their heads. I don't know. She's fabulous. What, what do you mean by like a mix? Because it's like is it op shop stuff mixed with like high correct. fashion? Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Kerry will in one breath be wearing something from Chanel with something she bought in a flea market for $2. Right. So a very obvious example of this is in the first movie when she chooses her wedding outfit initially from her and Big. So she wears a white suit that she picked up from a vintage store, Mm. probably for like $10. That's very, very beautiful, but, you know, casually, you know, quite inexpensive with no brand. But then she wore it with blue Manolo Blahnik shoes. And that's what we saw in the Yeah, correct, exactly. So that's like a very obvious one. But there's she's – Patricia Field is really known for mixing – patterns and textures in really interesting ways as well, bringing in a lot of interesting kind of belts and unique jewellery as well as lots of kind of headpieces, mm. head scarves, kind of like amazing hot pants with heels. So each character has a really distinct look and Kerry particularly has those like sky high heels that she yeah. runs everywhere in New York City. It's, it's interesting because like uh, this is not something, this is not my area obviously, but it's something I particularly noticed like in this episode when seeing the three of them together and they're all dressed so extravagantly but not not overly I guess but it's it's all it's very unique styling and it seems to suit their personalities and I don't know what that even entails I couldn't even (laughs) tell you what they were wearing but they seem from a very very layman's perspective it seems like they've Nailed that aspect. That's so interesting because that's what I wanted to ask you. As someone who really does not care clearly about anything to do with fashion. You're wearing my hoodie. <laughs> I am. I agree. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to ask you, yeah, your opinion, good, bad. No, it's good. I mean, I think yeah. it's one of those things where I think it's like good editing or like good special effects or which is kind of more my area of understanding. Not that I'm good at either of those things, but you notice it when it's off. You know, if you don't know anything about it. Yeah, correct. And where this is very seamless, I feel like the second movie, some of the fashion was off. Yeah. But I feel like that was maybe the entire film itself. Yes. And also it didn't happen. So we all dreamed (laughs) it. So that's probably why. So Molly Rogers and Danny Santiago have done some really great things. Overall, people on the internet, bloody loving it. Yes. Going crazy for it. As am I. There's a lot of harking back to treasured fashion moments from the original series. For instance, in the first episode of this show, Kerry went wears those famous blue Manolo Blonics that she mm-hmm. was proposed to by Mr. Biggin and she wears them with a blue rose brooch that was that she wore with a big fur coat back in um, the original series right. but she's mixed it up in a new look. So she's got the blue rose with the blue Manolo, Manolos with this sort of amazing collot pants and then a beautiful tailored blazer and it's just such a great look and for fans of the show it's a little bit like the Easter eggs in your comic book movies, right? right like yeah, people yeah. are like, oh, it's the, it's the brooch. It's the thing from yeah. the yeah. – So a few other thing, a cool things I've noticed so far and obviously there's only three episodes. In this, the third episode, she wears that pink dress. Do you remember it? The one from like the opening. Yeah, the one where no, the one where she goes to see Natasha. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This um, incredible. I was thinking of that like that tutu situation that she wears in the. Remember the original. (laughs) Oh yes, yeah, correct. So I'm like, was she was in that? I think I would have noticed that. (laughs) Harry wouldn't be wearing that anymore. My goodness, she's in her fifties. Or maybe she would. No, so this is a cinched-in waist Carolina Herrera dress. But what's interesting is that there's a streets-ahead belt that's studded. It's black with, like, silver studs on it. Okay, and okay. that is an iconic belt that Carrie has worn multiple times oh, in the original series. So okay. Molly's going back into her closet and just how much fun to just yeah. pull out all of this fashion. Interestingly, she's also got a clutch. So Carrie's really known for clutches and accessories, right? Mm. That's kind of her thing that 
pop with her outfits. Um, and there was a Y2K purple sequin Fendi baguette bag um, that gets a new life because it was stolen in season three and you get the feeling that Carrie's hunted down a replacement. Oh, so it's okay. just like That's... this little nod but all these tiny I, details. I love know? stuff like that, like little elements of storytelling that like flesh out the world and the character mm. that you kind of only know if you're like looking for Correct. it. That's it's, really cool. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? And you wouldn't you wouldn't even really, like nothing's mentioned about it. Yeah. But you just would think that would be something she would do because it's her bag gets stolen and she loves it. Mm. So, you know, that kind of stuff is so much fun. There's also a slight controversy about her wearing a Forever 21 maxi dress. Yeah. Yeah. And so some people are saying, oh, isn't that terrible? Kerry wouldn't do that. But I totally disagree. I know it's a bit of fast fashion, but I also think it's great she's wearing items that are actually accessible for women to purchase themselves. Absolutely. And also Kerry's always known for wearing, as I said, a mix of like flea market mm. stuff and low budget stuff with really high end stuff. You can imagine so. her walking past something and being like, oh yeah, I'll just grab yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And she's not she... exactly like environmentally conscious no, either, no. you know what I mean? Completely not. Not yeah. at all. She's very vapid. Mm. Anyways, in lots of ways. <laughs> I love it. What an bit. awful woman. <laughs> she's not. Also, I feel like Miranda's character in this, uh, I'll stop talking about the fashion book because I know I could talk about this very no, well. No, all good. But I wanted to just mention, I think Charlotte's fashion is very similar to the series. I don't think yep. she's moved very far. No. And, and actually I don't think, I think that's almost a nod to the fact that her character hasn't really moved very far from yeah. where she was at the end of the series, you know, and which in, is not a bad thing. I think her and Harry still seem to be in a really great yeah. place and she's got these teenage daughters. But I just don't, she seems to be that similar character. You see her though in this episode in particular like making strides uh, with a family situation, which which we'll talk about, obviously, yeah. Yeah, exactly, mm. which is really interesting. Mm. Yeah, so, and I think her fashion, for for now anyway, kind of reflects the fact that her character hasn't changed that much. She wear, she tends to wear these kind of very um, cinched in weights, almost like a 1950s silhouette. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of took a time with her feminine kind of housewife vibes. Mm. <laughs> um, even though she's not that, she's more complex. But Miranda's fashion in this, I feel, in this episode three has settled in. Yeah, okay. A bit more. She's a little bit cooler yep. in this one. She's wearing a really great jumpsuit at the end of the episode. And this is something we're going to talk about, right? I, Heads well, up, there's lots of spoilers. Yes, right? there is. <laughs> well, why, why don't we start there? Because things are heating up, Claire, in particular mm. between Ashay and Miranda. And I wonder whether her, like, her choice of clothes and the decisions that she's making, well, no, I don't wonder. It seems to be like a direct result of meeting this person. Shay Diaz. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And even though her bag is filled with empty miniature alcohol bottles, which is a sure sign that you are spiralling hard, yeah, it seems like there's like a big change afoot. And we find a little bit more about uh, where Miranda and Steve were at. They haven't had sex for years. The only thing they do every night is have a dessert menu together and watch Danish <laughs> ice cream. whatever. And I have to say, I felt like those scenes were actually really good, relatable. Yeah, totally. Probably the most relatable <laughs> of the entire show, right? It did seem like an excessive <laughs> amount of different bowls and things like set out. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. How does that like, work? I know. Like, wouldn't you at that point just get your ice cream in a bowl and choose You just the like pour things onto it yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. So I did love the chia seeds bit in the script oh, where yeah, Steve's yeah. like, she's like, they have lots of antioxidants. And yeah. you're like, yeah, because you're aging. You know, there's all these yeah. kind of harkbacks to that. But then Steve in the second, she's like, do you want chia seeds? And he's like, they get stuck in my teeth. Because <laughs> as we've discussed, Steve is like 50 years I older than her now. I am shocked that Steve has any of his teeth, <laughs> considering he's now a million years old. Even the way he like, like they've really done this great job of like, because they were quite hot and heavy Absolutely. He stole her back from that super good looking dude. Yeah, exactly. They had so much chemistry and apparently quite amazing sex, actually. Yeah. Really. And for ages, they were kind of on and on, off again, sort of F buddies, really, weren't yeah. they? And and yeah, all this sizzling chemistry. And that all seems to have evaporated for him, like schlubbed on the couch, being like, are you coming to watch the Danish show? Because I'm Steve and I'm nearly asleep. And to be fair, isn't that all of us? That's my Every life. Every night That's looking my life. at Netflix when he's just like scroll endlessly scrolling. Steve's, anyway. Steve's going to watch out though because at the comedy special, obviously, she's like, hmm, this is, this is awakening something in me, I, I feel, while Steve's at home eating ice cream in the dark or whatever he's up to. <laughs> and Brady's just... Constantly sleeping, having sex with his girlfriend yep. in and, their house, and yeah. then unsure about whether that's appropriate that's or not. That's okay. But as they mention, it's like, well, 
it's happened. <laughs> like yeah, we've already that, that, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's Miranda's kind of story arc, yeah. right? We don't see any more of her university really other than that she sits on the steps with Carrie. Yes, that's right. Uh, but, yeah, so we're worried about her, as we predicted, being an alcoholic. Yep. Possibly because she's unhappy. I wonder whether it's that, yeah, or whether they're going to do like full intervention. You know what I mean? Because if if you make somebody an alcoholic in a show, that's the storyline that you have to then carry forever and they can't drink unless they kind of relapse, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, I feel like it's a serious commitment to give to a character, Uh, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I think, you know, because it's a very prominent thing that, you know, that people have. So I think that would probably be a good direction to go. Uh, with that character. I remember once they did it on Entourage where, like, you know, Vinny Chase, the yeah. lead guy, which is a hilarious show. People say, like, Entourage is like the male sex in the city, and I it's, guess that is true, except that's way more vapid of a show. And also really depressing this. if that's yeah. the version just, of male friends. Exactly. And at the end of every episode, they're like, everything worked out, we're the best. There was a, there's a, there a storyline where Vinny Chase gets, like, addicted to drugs and pills and booze or whatever, and then after he comes out of rehab, he's just like, I'm fine. It turns out that I'm not addicted to anything. And they're like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, that's, that's a usual story. Yeah, exactly. Oh so God. I don't think they're going – that direction. But what I also thought was really cool about that stand-up set was that uh, Charlotte was, like, affected by it because it was reflected in, like, one of her kids has, has come to her and said, look, I don't really feel like a girl anymore and they're kind of going to openly explore that. And I thought that was interesting that even though she has this kind of what seems like a 1950s kind of aesthetic and, like, motivations, she's more open-minded than you would, like, think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. I totally agree. I also think they handled that um, really interestingly in that she didn't freak out and, yeah. and become really irate and angry or dismissive. And she also wasn't like overwhelmingly accepting immediately and yeah. just like, oh, excellent. This is great. Come just tell me more. And she was worried yeah. and, and questioning and wondering what she should say and kind of panicking a little bit in the moment. Mm. And I feel like that's actually what kind of rings true in that moment as a parent. I think so, yeah. Just that you would want to say the right thing, you want to support your child in whoever they are and yeah. however they come to be in the world, but they're not quite sure yet either yeah. and so they're just sort of testing the waters with you and you've never, you weren't expecting that. She's just in bed reading a nice story with her daughter, mm. and, which tends to be the time when kids surprise you with stuff yeah, when you right, least yeah. expect it. And so the fact she falls off the bed and then she like goes to talk to Anthony about it while she's, <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that Anthony Marriott, him and like, oh my gosh, um, Stanny are just bringing me so much they joy. They need to put more scenes of them together. They're so good. Yeah, but, oh my God, they're so good. Because they were separate for this. I also loved how she was like, hey, so, you know, she said this to me or they said this to me. We're not kind of sure where the pronouns are going to lie at this point. And he was like, nah, don't worry about it. Kids like... You know, they wanted to be a dog when... Yeah, you know? they don't even know. She's not even sure. Because don't even worry about it. It's yeah, interesting because yeah. even though he's gay, he's so, like, black and white. He's you know what I mean? He's conservative yeah, in a lot that's of ways it. and has really, like, yeah, I think that's really, definite opinions about... Really even funny. the way he says, there's there's no great. You're either hot or you're not. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because his, his whole business is, like, hot delivery guys <laughs> delivering bread. bread. And I love so that innocent. there's no nuance with him at no. all. He's either like, hot. Nah, yeah, which I, is so funny. I didn't even make that connection, but yeah, you're right. Like that kind of carries over into that scene. No pun intended, carries over. No, I love that though. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really interesting and and that's going to be interesting to see where that storyline goes. Yeah. But, yeah, I appreciated that. I feel like that was quite an authentic moment there agree, in yeah. the script. And interesting to see Charlotte's character grappling with teenage daughters and how that yes. all unfolds. And Harry, what do you think of Harry? Just, uh, just remind me who Harry is again. Charlotte's. <laughs> So he's barely in it. Charlotte's husband. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's like whatever. I think he's just like, he's like a, like one of those, you know, Jewish wave, lawyer. wavy, like, I can't believe, I know exactly who he is, where he's one of those like wavy, like out the front of a shop dudes, where like he's just <laughs> going with like whatever happens. He's just like, yep, good, okay. So I don't know yeah. whether we're going to see a lot of depth from him in this story. Like, I wonder whether kind of he's done all the growing that. Could, the the character just, can just, at this point. And he just accepts and loves Charlotte for who yeah. she is. And, and that's his family, it, and that's yeah. Funny. And he loves his family and his girls. I mean, he does walk in and do a big pee in the in the toilet while she's on the phone. <laughs> oh, he's still funny, yeah. And I felt like that was a funny moment. Yeah. I like that he's a daggy dad. And I and I thought it was beautiful the way that while Miranda watched that comedy show of Shay Diaz and mm. she's basically 
you know, suggesting that everyone needs to change and change and change your life. If you're unhappy, you need to like shift things up and question everything. And and Charlotte, because she's in a good place in her relationship, rings home yeah. just to check in and see how they're going. Absolutely, and it didn't yeah. throw it her into chaos, right? Yeah. Whereas for Miranda, it just completely threw everything up yeah. in the air for her and, and brought she's up just so like, much. I'm trying to be a new person. I'm running down. So I was going to go home, but I'm going to stay out. And she's so intense as well. Because that's something I saw. There's some commentary about the fact that we thought Miranda was the smart one. And it seems to be that in this particular series, she seems to be making some very questionable choices. I think there's like, there's smart, like academically, and you can be rational. But, you know, when things, you get thrown a curveball, then... You know, you, that's a different kind of intelligence. Intelligence, you know what that's I mean? true. And actually yeah. in the original series, Miranda's never been very good yeah. with emotional intelligence. For me, it's not like a surprising turn for her to, for her to be like, there's this whole other aspect of my personality that I've completely ignored. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It is interesting though because there is that episode where she goes to the baseball match and yes. gets set up with a lesbian. Yeah, that's um, right, yeah. And, and then pretends to be a lesbian to go to the dinner. Mm. to impress the partners because they want to add, in quote, quote, unquote, a lesbian couple to their circle yeah. or something. And she kisses that woman too in the elevator and then is like, nope, definitely straight. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's uh, maybe it would have been like, and look, that's not a, <laughs> like that's not an episode they do now, obviously. No, exactly. But, um, that's what I mean. It's I, like very definitive. I guess back then the lines of sexuality were quite like, exactly de- definitely uh, I don't. I think like yeah. I, I'd also believe that character would be like, that's not somebody I would be attracted to, but like something different that I've kind of never experienced before, then, you know, that's a different avenue. Yeah, which I guess is what they're trying to explore here. Do you think they're handling some of this quote in in finger air quotes? Yes. um, Woke commentary a little bit clumsily? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, but I think also they always kind of handle things clumsily. You know what I mean? It's always been the way, you know? They don't beat around the bush. As it were, yeah. And look, no I, pun intended. And look, I can't say like I didn't enjoy that stand-up set. It was just like be yourself, believe oh. in yourself. But also, and I've said this before, stand-up. If you're not a stand-up, and even if you are a stand-up, it's very difficult to mm. do, like convincingly in a show or a movie. Correct. It's often like. You know, you're so, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't even, but like it's off. It feels weird. It feels yeah. unless they're a real comedian. Yes, and even then, it can be weird because because it's, they've had to film it a lot, and it's like scripted, and it might not be them who wrote it. Yeah. So it didn't really feel like a comedy show. It more felt like an inspirational kind of like moment. You know, for just the for for two of those people in particular. Yeah, in the audience, exactly. You know? I know, and I think that was the thing, right? I was cringing too. I was cringing at that in the trailer. Yeah. I feel like it was better than what I thought it was going to be in the trailer. Like yeah. The trailer made it seem like just a motivational speech. And I felt like in that there were some redeeming moments of Shay Diaz in that. Yeah, set, I mean, you know, obviously very like charismatic and like. Yeah, but, and a lot of great stuff to say. Mm. But I agree it was part comedy special, part motivational talk, and it was very cringy. Maybe it would have been better as like a like a TED talk or like a book launch or something like that. You know what I mean? Not be like, this is funny. Cause it's like, and look, maybe to pe- maybe to some people, it's not clearly not my demographic. You know what I mean? It's not my area. No, and, and that's absolutely, absolutely it's true. Not for actually. me. So, We're you know, two, you yeah. know, straight white, you know, cis people sitting yeah. here. Um, Being like, boom, not funny. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas maybe if your experience is different in the world, maybe yeah. it was funny. And I'm not saying like the messaging. Like I thought yeah. some of it was funny. Yeah, and too, the, I'm not saying the messaging isn't good. That's what no, I'm saying. No, exactly. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that storyline from here. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's something, though, that I wanted to ask you about because we were talking about this earlier this week. Um, here's something that is in your area. It's well in your wheelhouse. Oh, in my wheelhouse. And that is Come like, on in to my uh, wheelhouse. The irritation of grief and how this particular episode really kind of leans into that. And I'd love it if you could tell me and also our 14 listeners. <laughs> Actually, I don't hey, know guys. the numbers. I haven't looked at them. Hey, um, what, what, how do you, what do you think in terms of Yeah, so it's something that. I wrote a little piece about that I might put out in my newsletter, Taunts, and it was just something that the first two episodes um, brought up for me, which is this idea of the irritation of grief. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about anger. I know we have the different stages of grief, right, and sure. anger is one of them. But this irritation is really felt very keenly by Carrie, I think, especially in the second episode where you see the way she deals with people in her life, like Susan Sharon who just like talks at her at the funeral and then yeah. and that sort of make and makes the whole moment about her because she had something she wanted to get off her chest and say so it really is all about her. Or there's yes. Bitsy Von Muffling who does that horrible thing even though you think she's doing the right thing but she basically just kept saying to Carrie, I know because I've lost my husband. <laughs> I know. I know, Carrie. And that is – and you can see the irritation like the little muscles in Carrie face yeah. like twitching but she can't say anything because and that's what's so irritating yes so often Good. when you're mm. grieving you have you are irritated by the person not like angry at them but exasperated by them but you can't say anything yeah you're standing in a nice dress because they're being nice doing. and whatever yeah exactly yeah. and like in that moment bitsy von muffling was kind of undermining carrie's belief in the uniqueness and specialness of her relationship with big And I think that speaks to a broader thing about when you lose someone, your relationship is completely unique to you. You guys have created, whether it's a parent or a loved one or a partner, and so the idea that someone could totally understand exactly what you're going through makes you feel irritated because, no, they can't because they didn't have exactly what you had, which I feel is the same in relationship breakdowns too, right, which are also a type of grief. Mm. So there's that. And so then in this third episode you see Carrie bringing that out even more. I mean the way she talks to Charlotte in the third episode when Charlotte's just like crying all over the place and Carrie – Second episode? Yeah, in the second episode when she's crying all over the place and Carrie just can't handle the fact that Charlotte's so emotional and just tells Mm. her to pull it together and get in a cabin. She can't get away from Charlotte fast enough either because she's kind of empty and can't cry because she's at that point in grief where you are completely numb mm. and the only thing you can feel is like irritation <laughs> at every tiny thing. And you see that in this third one because she's not sleeping, mm. she's barely eating, and so now even the smallest things become massive yeah. and irritating and annoying the way people walk, the way people chew. Mm. And then obviously in this when she's sitting there, you know, and they're, um, unpacking the will in the yeah. first little part of the show and the guy in there is the lawyer who's delivering and is like having an argument with his wife over the phone yeah. or something and that's irritating in and of itself. Mm. But then that leads into her finding yeah, out. Yeah, her that, finding yeah. out that Natasha's being gifted a million dollars. Who is her big's ex-wife. Correct, exactly. she cheated on. Who he cheated on with her. With Carrie, yeah. correct. And, and he basically ruined her life. Yeah. And she it, she ruined her life and also she fell down the stairs and like knocked out a tooth. Correct, and, exactly, because Natasha walked in on Carrie and Yes. Me. So, yeah, there's <laughs> and there's a lot to unpack there and obviously that would irritate you but I think – she was it more becomes, irritated by the idea of like Big being like this. I mean, you made a good point before we started recording where, first of all, as I've always said, he sucks. He sucks as he's like not a good person, right? But it also harkens back to how she used to feel with him, like uncertain and he's a mystery and what is he thinking? He doesn't, an enigma and to and find a this like this million dollars. So she goes on this quest to, to speak to the ex-wife. And basically stalk Natasha yeah, who then, un- you know, blocks to, her on Instagram yeah. and then she tries to go and see her and Natasha's like lies and said she's in Rome even yeah. though she just saw her walk in and, you know, all that stuff. And then she, t- she for some reason, opens a bathroom stall yeah. door and Natasha's What are the odds? Yeah, exactly. And then she burns her hand. Very convenient. But I thought, first of all, I think also Natasha could have just taken that million dollars and just like been like, I don't have to talk to you, you know, because I think she probably deserves it. Big is like insanely rich as well. So it's like. A million dollars probably. It doesn't mean anything to him. You know, she didn't seem like, oh no, what am I going to do? He's given her a million dollars. She's just like, what's the deal with this a million dollars? You know, she's fine. Yeah. 
Um, I yeah, but I feel like it was interesting how she was like, I don't want the money, like I'm not interested, I don't want to go over this with you. But it was nice how they kind of came to that understanding. Yeah, and she got to apologize and say that this was probably Big's way of apologizing because he sucks. Because he was a finance kind, he wasn't big with words, which is you've you've seen it like he wasn't good at expressing himself. No, and he did it through his personality's not. He doesn't have a good personality. (laughs) Well, he's one of those. Not everyone is good at expressing how they feel internally. They do it through action. But, yeah, I well, think she, he's a jerk, this is, possibly. But this is what we find out about him and, as well. He's got his home phone number written down in his. Yeah, what was that? That was weird. I, I, no, to me it just took us like. phone number? Who, I mean, we don't have our home phone connected. We, I don't know our home. Like, we have a home phone number. I don't know what it is. So because Carrie didn't know what it was, she called it as well. He also had a dog called Goji. And he also had a Pinkberry card. And she's like, he's never had Pinkberry in his life. What's going on? He's a secret Pinkberry. <laughs> Behind my back, and I think it just speaks to like he's just kind of boring, just a boring man, you know, yeah. doing, doing boring everyday things. And thank God, Pinkberry probably got in a good sponsorship. It's probably going to be <laughs> yeah. like Pinkberry killed Big. Yeah, too many exploded his heart. Uh, you know what I will say though that whole they do a lot of Kerry walking through his closet. Yeah, and I actually think that's a, that rings true too with when I, you agree. when you lose yep. someone, their clothes are what are mm. still there. And when everything else smells on them, and yeah, the yeah. smell of them is there the way they carried themselves. Yeah. And he had just like a thousand suits, obviously. Yeah, and yeah, because there's that scene in the second episode where she leans her face into the suits yeah. and takes this big smell, and you kind of get that feeling. Yeah, I think that the irritation that she feels as well in this kind of choosing Stanny over Charlotte debacle yes. that started in the second episode where she couldn't handle Charlotte's emotional, you know, crying. And so she invites Stanny over instead of her. Mm. And then that continues into this little funny coffee lunch restaurant moment. Sorry, mosquito. Mosquito (laughs) carries over into that little moment where Stanford says to Charlotte that he's been talking to his therapist about it. I like how they're like, we're not friends. Yeah, and they never have been. (laughs) No. The only thing I really remember of them is that they, like he tried to, she tried to set him up with Anthony. Yeah, who, that's They so ended up true. together anyway. But like thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember them ever. She's really, I mean, he's really, he's Carrie's friend really, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I could see, I mean, he's a very jealous, petty person yes, anyway. Um, and she can be in some ways. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's just a really funny little dynamic there going mm. on between the two of them. So I wonder if I'll explore that a little bit more as a side story. I wanted to ask as well, I'll talk a bit more about, or ask and talk. This is a conversation. It's, a com- it's about us both saying change. things. We say things, but we say things hopefully at different times. Correct. So that this becomes clear to anybody listening. <laughs> so this I feel is is different well, to the original series in a number of ways, but I feel like this has more of an ongoing narrative. And I know the original series did. There is an ongoing narrative of like, you know, this per- she's dating this person for a time and whatever, you know. I don't need to explain what an Aiden, ongoing narrative all is. All of the things, yeah, and the like. This leap. Yeah. Usually, the arc would be her getting together with someone, exactly, and then being in the relationship with someone, and then breaking up with someone. That's right. Yeah. So, but this, I feel, has more. Uh, it's more about the ongoing narrative than like the individual story. Whereas the it, it, initially, and maybe this had something to do with like in the original show, like the theme or the message or whatever it was at the end. Carrie would go. Anyways, in summary, I learned this, 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 and this. And this show, like, doesn't do that because she's not writing a column. So you don't get that kind of narrative, no, like, bookending. Now I'm just rem- thinking in my head, does Carrie narrate this? A little bit at the end. She's like, and just like that, I went back to my apartment. That's right. <laughs> and that, but, like, you don't, she's not, not writing anything. No, you know? yeah. so it's not, you're right. Like, the original user used Candace Bushnell's columns as inspiration and so really weaved very much her kind of column into each episode. And often Candace would use like a distinct Mm. archetype, like a bicycle boy who was like a a caricature of a man that would ride a bicycle around New York City and then what they ostensibly were like as an archetype. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think whereas they're not doing that, they're not kind of – each episode doesn't seem to have a theme in the same way that – and I kind of loved – the way they were themed. Yeah. But um And there is, is there still is, but like it's kind of like New Dexter. And I know you've been watching New Dexter, Dexter New Blood. Have. I don't want to get into it too heavily, but we do have another podcast. It's called Dexestable. <laughs> no, we don't. But um Suggestible. Je- Dexestable. 
That's it. You I don't know. It. I don't know what it. I'm talking He's about. He's done it. Uh, it's getting late. But oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. How it's more like New Dexter because it's less thematic yes. and more of an, an ongoing there is a th- There is themes, but it's obviously I, I was going to say a particular thing and I've completely lost it. It's out of my brain. But I will say this. We're always talking about what's new, what's coming up, what cameos are we getting. And this week we got Carrie's dog shit apartment uh, where she goes oh, to at Oh, the my end. God. It's so beautiful. Her awful apartment. Which is oh, that's like the other thing so I was going to say. Sorry, I was going to say. He's back. He's back, guys. I also back. think it's an interesting choice to be like she's not riding on it anymore. A, I think because who cares about this rich woman being like, what's going on in my life? And my friend said this. It's like no one gives a shit. You've got like $40 million. Nobody cares. <laughs> and also there's no money in print anymore. There was in the 90s and the 80s. Uh, but what, you wouldn't need to do it. Really, you know what I mean? Like, and, it's, uh, and also, it's not only that she doesn't need to do it because she's rich, you know. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, sorry. No, no I totally Apartment. agree, and I feel like I really hate the podcast that she's. Doing. It's not good. It's bad. Well, it's, it's scripted so as well. It's scripted. It's yeah. not like this podcast. No, which, which is, is like so cool. free. Thro- <laughs> we should do the podcast. They should cut to us in the show and just go. What's going on with Stanford? He's so mean. He's so petty. What a bitch. It's just I feel like it's been written by someone who's never listened to a podcast. Yeah. Because it's very radio. It you know, is. And got, there's like eight people watching and going, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's like buttons that you press and like what well, moment. To be fair. <laughs> I was I was hoping for the womp womp button, but yeah, I got that no, one. you got like the guitar riff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have buttons. We just never use them. But we don't have like a woke button. <laughs> no. Or an, you you you're talking about an underage girl button or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I actually feel like they would have been better to have had like Carrie with maybe with Shay Diaz or with someone else, like a good friend or something. Like a, like in her real life? Yeah, so they've got like real... chemistry? Yeah, that's what I mean, in her real life and just sitting in her apartment yeah, with absolutely. microphones. Because yeah. I think that's more reflective of what a podcast actually is. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know I mean, now they're big I to be fair, budget. it is big business, but like I find the idea of like eight people sitting by the sidelines and going like, Good joke, great joke. This is good. and they're all like, yeah, good stuff. We love podcasting. Just like, yeah. Doesn't really fit. Even like through. Joe Rogan, who's like the biggest bonehead podcaster in the world. I'm just kidding. I'm a massive Rogan fan. <laughs> I listen to all of his episodes. I love how he's how his brain is collapsing like a dying star. But it's just him and like another guy who like watches the. That's what I and mean. And he and he yeah. like he gets he's millions of. It's got a hundred million dollar deal, and that's what he does. That's what you I know? mean. Yeah. So like it could have just been Carrie in her flat having a little pod studio yeah. with a friend and maybe a producer. Mm. I just feel like that would have you know rung more true than her just doing little bits. Yeah. In in this big podcast that sort of. I don't know. It just doesn't feel. Maybe like... it's just not a good podcast, like even within the universe. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what's going on. But actually, that's not not necessarily wrong. Yeah, I don't think that's what it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be this is great, and Carrie, you really need to pull your weight. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe of it, right? She, she should just do a podcast with her friends. You know, her yeah. friends that she has actual chemistry with. Anyways, the old apartment's coming up. We're going to be seeing the inside of it. Yes. What's next? Claire. I love predictions. I love speculation. Why are you yelling? Who, I love getting excited. God, who's yelling. who's gonna who's gonna trundle back into her life? Are we gonna get a new relationship happening? She's gonna have at least one date before the end of the season, right? Yeah. It's gonna be someone old, right? It yeah. has to be. Okay, so I know for a fact that Aiden is chuffing his way back somewhere. Oh, somehow. I didn't know that. I don't know exactly when or where he will come, but somewhere, in some way he will chuff on in. Who knows how, but he's going to. Oh, I didn't know that. You know what I'd love? What? If, like, they get back together and they're hooking up and they're lying in bed together and then she, like, opens his drawer and it's like, Oh my God, he switched Big's heart medication. It was Aiden. He killed him. He killed Big. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Carrie's found her new fetish, which is asking her partner to like masturbate in front of her or something. Sure. I mean, look, to be fair, I think, uh, whatever, what's that guy's name? I can't remember. John Corbin was his name? Can't remember. The actor who plays Aiden. I think he's like, he's someone who could probably pull that off more than uh, more than Big, if I'm honest. I think it's um, John, Cor- John Corbin. John no, Corbin? It doesn't feel John right. Corbin. Aiden Shaw is played by John Corbett. Oh, okay. Well, I was on the right track, yes. sort of, wasn't he I? He was excellent. Um, All right. So, so it's so, Aiden then. But, but I don't think he's going to come first, though. Okay. I feel like, no pun intended, I feel like <laughs> someone else is going to pop into her life first. And I 
wonder if it's like a, um, a Jack Burger. Oh, a burger. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you think? What do you think? I think it's going to be Aiden. That's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. No think? surprises. No, you think? Because no. he was in the second movie. Exactly. That weird storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're going to bring someone new in. I Yeah, I think that would be that would be. I the feel like, scenario. you know what I feel? I feel like maybe she's going to go on the dating apps or something. Oh, and she's like, I'm on the dating apps. And yeah. the podcast co-hosts are like, well, you bloody, you know, if you go on the dating app, I've got a button for that. <laughs> dating <laughs> app alert or whatever. Maybe she's going to go with like a hunk. Like a hunky hunk. She's done like the younger guy thing before, right? So like if you did yeah. that, like what would be the perspective? The, the perspective on I guess. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll, we'll have to We'll wait have to see. find out. Uh, anyway, speaking of apps, you know you can review this podcast and you should review it because it's a brand new podcast. You can do it in app just like W Masculina who says, and just like that. And just like that, I'm convinced that I have to watch every episode of Sex and the City just to understand this podcast. Thank you so much for coming on board. That was five stars in app. It's our first review. <gasps> I'm going to read a few out or uh, however many we get or whatever exactly. um, every week. We'd really appreciate that. We absolutely uh, would. I love doing this. I love it. Too. You love it so much. This is your bread and butter. I love recaps, Claire. Know, you bloody love it. All right. So you can also email the show <sighs> with suggestions with this your own feelings. This is your bread feelings, and butter. Because lots of people have feelings and I love talking about feelings. Um, and Elliot Cook emailed us at suggestedpod at gmail.com about the show. So here he goes. Hi, Claire and Claire's husband. Already like you a lot, Elliot. So I'm a 22-year-old guy who's never seen Sex in the City because, you know, I'm a 22-year-old guy. Absolutely. But decided to settle in to watch and just like that for two main reasons. Here we go. Number I'm one. A, number one. I'm a big fan of James's less successful podcast. We got that covered, covered. Oh, yeah. And have been with Suggestible since the start. Yes. I try to listen, watch experience. One thing you guys recommend a week. Oh, that's awesome. The second reason was I had my booster jab yesterday and feel terrible. No shade <laughs> to the vax, but I'm just weak. So I just wanted something no, no. to watch whilst I drift in and out of consciousness. That shit can knock you about. Correct. Literally all I knew about Sex in the City prior to this is that James wanted Big to die. Yeah. And I got it. God, I was so emotional last week. I loved it. I was it hit me so. Okay, one thing we haven't discussed at all today is the, the aging thing of and watching characters that you love age. And gosh, it's been a thing. And whittle away and die. Yes, it's um a whole thing. Anyway, we'll talk about that on another show. Sorry, back to Elliot's email. Sorry for that long lead up. Here is my general thoughts, and this is what I got me giggling at the kitchen counter. You know, I love a giggle. What do we got? Here are your only thoughts. Dot point one. The opening scene. Seemed like an episode of a show where the main characters are trapped inside a television show but haven't worked it out yet. <laughs> Not sure if this makes sense. Maybe it's the delirium talking. No, that makes perfect sense. You are 100% right. <laughs> Number two. Once they settled in the groove of things, I actually began enjoying it. There we go. Number three. I enjoyed seeing women characters that are above the age of 50 just being friends, not something you see a lot. I totally agree, Elliot. One of my favourite things about this show, in actual fact, you very rarely see women on screen being genuine friends. Mm. It's just not something we see a bit more now but not as much. Yeah. Number four, the man that does the podcast is Sarah Jessica Parker's character should be in jail for indecent exposure. (laughs) And probably in real life. Correct. No. <laughs> what are you up to? Five. I actually quite liked Big, except when he masturbated and my entire family decided to enter the room to check how I was by chance. <laughs> and you're watching the scene. You're 22 years old. Your family comes in and there's there's like a 55-year-old woman sitting with a 67-year-old man masturbating on a bed. That is fucking hilarious. I love that, that so, so much. <laughs> Number six is Steve Miranda's dad. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He's probably younger than her. <laughs> oh, let me figure that I out. No, but he could be. Yeah. I love it. Number seven. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. That bit where the flowers began playing music was actually pretty funny. Which bit? Sorry, the what? The one where sh- they're coming back from the funeral and Charlotte walks into the hallway and there's like a whole lot of flowers and stuff that have been delivered and then she oh, accidentally yeah. knocks into one and it starts playing music. I yeah. agree. Elliot, that was funny. Love and the it. last one, I failed to believe that someone in this day and age would let a stranger get a hit of their weed vape. WTF were you thinking, Shay? Yeah, that's not incorrect. 
Correct, exactly. All in all, my review is worthless as I have no fucking idea no, if no. this is any good compared to the original series. I love it. I do too. I have literally no point of reference, so anything I really say is meaningless, but I had fun with it. I'd give it a seven or a six. Pretty good. Pretty good. I just want to point out that uh, in real life, Cynthia Nixon is 55 years old and David uh, Eigenberg is 57 years old. And he's a good 57, except in this show. He looks like... You know, when they, decrepit. when they put like an old, like a kid in old person makeup or like a stage play, they'd put like white powder in their hair. They're like, what's going on? Ah, my hips. Oh, yeah, they know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, um, Elliot says, P.S. I'm a real Samantha because I don't show up to things and I've burnt all my bridges. <laughs> <laughs> With your family, especially. It sounds Correct, like. Apparently. So, and hashtag. Samantha speculation. Oh yeah. Um, I've been looking no on the little interwebs. No mention this week. No mention. It's not looking there. good. No, but there has been a lot of speculation. Really? Yep. Everyone on the interwebs has been. What, was there? Was there a mention this week of her? I don't think there no, was. It might have been a small one. thing, but I don't. I didn't. No. I didn't catch it if there no, was. There wasn't. So I don't know what they're going to do. I my gut feeling is as much as I would love her to be in it, I really think Kim Cattrall is like mm. done. My gut feeling is sit down with her and carry honest and forthright conversation. Oh, reflective yeah. of real life in the, in the very last episode. Of course, but she's not going to be on board for that because she That's does not, not want anything to do with no, that. No, I understand that, but I think if you took it from a perspective of like this is like they spoke in real life and they sorted some things and they worked that into the show as like a cathartic. It's like when the, the Fresh Prince reunion, when the original – Mother, whose name I forget, in the show and in real life, sat down with Will Smith and he was like, I'm sorry, I was a dick to you and whatever. Yeah, but that's a totally different ballgame because that was like, what, 20 years or something? Yeah. Um, And that wasn't – it wasn't that that actor had to then turn up and deliver lines and be a character. They were just having a conversation in front of cameras. I don't know. I think – I it... really don't think Kim Cattrall is in any way. All like right. they're not – it's a feud. They're not talking at all. Right. all. I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb. No. I'm, I'm taking – I'm taking it – look – I know it's probably unlikely, but I, but you know me. I'm Mr. Positive over here, and I want to keep that vibe. <laughs> Who is this guy? I've I'm crossing my fingers you. for it because this is also the only thing you can do with this character at this point. She's done everything else Samantha. she needs to do, you know? She's not. I just think she's Kim Cattrall has dug her heels in. They would have offered her squillions of dollars. Exactly. Just, and she said no. She said no. She does not want to be a part of it. But. And and she burnt like there was already like a movie slated, and she burnt all bridges. Doesn't matter. I just think I think maybe in the next season because she's seen how well this show has been received, maybe that'll entice her. But they've already filmed it. I understand. Like they've that. done it in its entirety, so I just don't think that Kim Cattrall would have said yes to being in it. They pretty much hid the in on HBO that Jon Snow was died and then brought back to life for the next season. Like this is HBO money. You could, they do it in, like, Marvel and Disney all the time. They wheel the actors in in, like, a box or whatever or they put them in a cloak and they walk them to a closed set and they do it and they do it. Like, you'd only have to do one scene. You could pay her, like, $3 million. She's worth $40 million apparently. I just looked it up. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's possible. Well, see, me as someone who's followed this feud for many a year, I do not think it's possible. Bigger feuds have been resolved, Claire. But no, I really genuinely, okay, so you're saying yes and I'm saying, I'm a saying definitive no. Likely. I'm not saying, I'm saying possible, I should say. I'm only so I'm saying due to the success of this series, maybe in the next series, but I really don't think she would, she's not going to be in this show. Because so many people on that set now actively hate her as well, which sounds awful, but they wish her well. They thought of her as a lovely person, but there was a lot of anger. I listened to this podcast mm-hmm. where they did a recap of, you know, it was kind of like the making of Sex and the City, yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of cast and crew and writers who always were really devastated at the loss of their jobs because Kim Cattrall pulled out. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't have pulled out. I don't know the ins and outs no, of two real people, but I just say, don't yeah. think... She's even talking to anyone. Money talks, though, and ratings talk. And this, if they got her back, it would shut down the internet. So I'm telling you, it's a possibility. I I agree, but I don't think it would be for this season. If anything, it would be a bonus episode that they would record and then drop because I I think it's already done. They've already filmed the whole thing. It's already up there. I've just seen the new Spider-Man movie, Claire. I'm not going to spoil it, but things happen in that movie. You would have never dreamed possible. (laughs) You don't understand this I'm you don't understand. You, I'm telling you, that's a, this is a different ball game. It's not. It's it. It's not going to happen in this series. All right. Maybe next series. All right. 
I might, I or in an additional episode, if they once Kim's seen how well this is done. Okay. I really don't think that. Anyway, we're going to hashtag spend. Oh, like hang on, just right before we go. Yeah. Kim Cattrall, this is from BuzzFeed News. Kim Cattrall finally broke her silence and just like that and liked tweets about not taking part in things that don't make her happy three years after a feud with Sarah Jessica Parker. Here we bloody go, Claire. I'm telling you, everyone's going to be speculating that she will, but she, like they've filmed it already. It's done. Mm. I just don't think, no, nah, I don't think she'll do it. Okay. Because also I wonder, being Kim Cattrall watching that first episode where Carrie kind of talks Quite openly in a way, not, you know, they're sort of saying how their friendship has gone different ways and she's been reaching out to Kim or to Samantha and not her back. And I just feel like I wonder how Kim Cattrall felt watching that because there was a lot of stuff that rang quite true or felt like it rang quite true. And the narratives was all from Sarah Jessica Parker's viewpoint that she was the one that reached out and Kim or Samantha you know, I don't know. I, I I wonder if that would have made you enraged and made her even less likely to be a part of yeah, it. Yeah, possible. Because it was kind of squarely putting the ball in Samantha's court that it's her fault and sort of almost implying that it's Kim Cattrall who's the problem. Yeah, and look again, I don't think that's accurate. Case, I don't think yeah. necessarily it's I don't know. I just don't think you can ever really know what goes on between two people in this kind of way. Mm-hmm. However, I wonder if that would have – I don't think that would have necessarily enticed her to be in part of it. But I agree. Oh, my God. I would love if she came back. I mean, obviously, I don't want to be like, she should come back because she needs to. I just mean, like, if, if she wanted to do it, then that would be cool, maybe. Yeah, it, it would be again, cool. If she wanted to. I know. So interesting. Wow. So interesting. Anyways, we'll have to see. We Stranger will. things have happened. Stranger things have happened. All right, that's the episode for the episode this week. episode for this week, yeah. Thank you so much. For coming to send your emails over to something something suggestiblepod at gmail.com and you we will see you again next week. Absolutely. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, I've been Claire Tonti. Yep. James Clement is here. He's yep. just Sunday movie. Suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Correct, exactly. And it's been a joy to have you. She liked this out. tweet. Kim Cottrell didn't return to Sex in the City because her scatting career is finally taking off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.